Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Juice Jazzy, episode 39, the show where we answer all voice kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Miss Mimi. Miss Mimi, I'm back on my Yo. game. I nailed the intro. I did it. First well, try. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Mimi, how are you? Uh, I'm still breathing. That's a, I heard that's pretty good. That's yes. a step ahead of your president. Y- yes. Oh, my God. The video of him like <laughs> at the White House just gave me so much life. I felt like I was vampirically like stealing the breath and it was just like mm, giving me life force. Uh, yeah. we, are not, we are not alone this week. We're not. I mean, we're, we're never alone. Celeste is with me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, so Yes, what about our alien cryptid friend? They're here too. Yes, they are. Hello. Hello. Would you like to introduce yourself to our lovely uh, listeners? Almost said viewers. Hello, I am cryptid. I also go by Grayscale Armageddon or Halcyon Pilot, Gold Pilot, many, many different acronyms online. Um, I am 29, almost next month. Um, mm. I am a ace furry awesome. who has been in the fandom pretty much since 2005. So awesome. I've, I've been around for a couple different changes. And what are your pronouns? I prefer they, them. I don't mind he, him. Really not a fan of she, her. That's valid. And then which of your many awesome monikers shall we call you on the show? I don't mind going by Sam. Most people end up calling me that. Uh, Or Pilot is my go-to. All right. Sounds good. Well, we have you on the show uh, to talk about um, uh, asexuality, which is something that has been uh, requested to the show a couple of times. And really, we've just been... uh, not, like, waiting for, like, the perfect opportunity, but just, like... I don't know, just feeling out like, hey, are we going to do the thing? Yeah, let's do the thing. And then you messaged us. We're like, hey, let's do a show together. And we're like, uh, yes, absolutely. So that is what we're going to do this week. Really? Do the thing. We're going to do the thing. But before we do the thing, we have a Patreon to talk about. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, so in the $1 vanilla tier, which gets you a username shout out, we have Melbent, Phil258, and Raystar. In the $5 Kingster tier, which gets you a username shout out and a set of nude photos of yours truly delivered via Discord once per month. We have AB Michael, Brya, Casa, Cloud Puddles, Damia, Jamie, Juicebox, Maxi, and Skywalker. In the $10 Kingster tier, oh, sorry, Fetishist tier, there we go. Which gets you uh, one little, oop, hit my mic. 
a lewd video of yours truly once per month. We have Annie Ishii, Scotia, and Sarah, who writes, True friends are never apart, maybe in distance, but never in heart. Wholesome. And then in the $15 Sinner tier, which uh, allows you, it gives you everything else, and then also gets you the opportunity to sway the opinion on what the monthly porn will be. We have Daddy Gray who writes, Happy LGBTQIA plus history month to all the beautiful queer folks. Aw. Imp Rath Kaneko who writes, Shout out to Lion, the big who always makes sure I'm the soggiest, messiest, and uh, stickiest little kitten I can be, and Joe. Thank you, everyone, once again. And also, thank you to everyone who's been buying merch. That is awesome. And we really, really, really appreciate it. Um, that is all I have. Uh, Miss Mimi, before we get into anything, do you have any pre-show announcements? Uh, I'm still doing commissions. Yes, Let me you know. are. Those are kind of open. I think. They're not kind of open. They're very open. I mean, I'm working on a bunch of them. I have like a super lucrative, like big commission that I'm working on that I still haven't started. So I should. Well, I started it, but like I haven't written it down. Yeah, yeah, I have these ideas. It's a fun thing. It's going to be super cool. I don't know if I'm allowed to like officially talk about it yet. Don't get in trouble. Don't get Ah, in trouble. I'm not like in any trouble, really. It's just like. I don't know exactly what the details are, so like I don't want to assume or make judgments, but I'm working on a super cool music commission. And Very cool. I do music commissions, and apparently people have started asking me to draw for them, which is super foreign to me. <laughs> I'm one of those people. Just saying. Your art's really cute. Just saying. Uh, okay, <laughs> Please moving on. So, uh... <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm very happy that I'm able to do the show because um, a few hours ago, like around six, I had this just wicked migraine, and I was just like, "This sucks." I was just exhausted, so I took a nap, woke up, feel a lot better. So now I've got. I I'm fully rested. I've got a glass of coffee right next to me. Life is good. I'm ready to rock and roll. Shall we get into this, friendos? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Gold Pilot, also known as Sam. The first what question I- we have for you is: What is asexuality? So. There's different ends of the spectrum of asexuality, just like pretty much every part of the LBGT community. There's some people who don't mind having sex. There's some people that might be sex repulsed. There might be some people who are a little more towards the demi-asexual and need to make that emotional connection and don't mind getting intimate with someone. I definitely fall on the sex repulsed end. Um... I hate saying it this way, but I think humans are fucking gross. (laughs) Yeah, that's valid. That is valid. Um, so in that regard, uh, what isn't asexuality? What was that? You broke up a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so that is, uh, that is what asexual, asexuality is. What isn't asexuality? 
the one to gatekeep. If you want to call yourself ace, if you have any type of diversion towards sex, either emotional, physical, if you don't like physical touch, if you don't want to get emotionally related with someone, um, pretty much that seems to be the general consensus towards acedom is just not really wanting to interact with other people. That's valid. Does that tie into uh, aromanticism? And then can you talk a little bit about what aromanticism is? So being aromantic would be someone that really, you want the emotional connection with someone, but don't really want the physical aspects, um, which can totally understand, especially in the isolated times that we're in. Um, what is an ace? Um, pretty much it. It's hard to explain because there are people who aren't completely sex repulsed. Mm -hmm. And the ace community seems to really center around the fact that sex really isn't a center point to any part of being ace. Mm hmm. And it seems like a lot of the ace identity is very much, um, I don't want to say diametrically opposed, but a lot of other people in the LGBT community, uh, either a don't understand, uh, asexuality or B are very toxic towards asexuality. And that's because, um, you know, for many, many, many decades, the LGBT community has been, um, well, the outward perception and then the media depiction of us has always been very, very hypersexual. So there has always been a kind of air of hypersexuality when it comes to the stereotypes that queer people are are assigned. And for uh, and for outsiders to kind of look in and see asexuality, a lot of them are confused as to why it's part of the LGBTQ uh, community. And, um, I actually have a question about that a little bit later on, but that's absolutely a thing that I have noticed is, um, it is, and that's why I think ASIC is such a beautiful thing because for people who are not, uh, aromantic and in a relationship, it's, it's very beautiful because you can see what, you know, a very, uh, organic relationship can look like without a physical or sexual aspect to it, which I think is really cool. Am I like on the money there? Cause I am not asexual and I don't want to speak for the ACE community. I'm just, uh, naming off like my observations and such. Yeah, you're pretty much right on the money. The fact that ACE community has really been super ostracized for some reason out of the LBGT community as a whole, like, yeah, the lesbians tend to get a lot of shit. Yeah, the bisexuals get shit on for the fact that, oh, they can't decide which side they want to pick. And if you are a girl and you end up dating a girl, oh, you're a lesbian. But if you date a guy, then suddenly your bisexuality is in question. Asexual people are not super open about it. At least that I've seen in... I guess in the older generations, we're pretty solid where we are, but I feel bad for the newer kids who are 
finding the LBGT or the furry community and feel like they're on the outside looking in and mm -hmm. don't want to speak up and like hell yeah identify that yeah I'm ace that's where I sit on the spectrum and that's also a very common criticism of the furry community that um that no doubt you and I have seen repeated time and time again that oh furries are so sexual and it's just like mm, the furries themselves aren't sexual the community is has you know very much a focus on adult and sexual content but it doesn't mean that every single well clearly not not every single one of us is a very sexual person because there I are Oh, I'm sorry, I go ahead. I think the furry community has really gotten off on the wrong foot for the fact that it's so open that they're willing to take on commissions that other fandoms really won't. Um, right. I've seen I've seen a bunch of furry artists take on fan commissions of, you know, like hyperinflation, scat, the whole nine yards of things that quote unquote normal Christian artists wouldn't touch. <laughs> What Valid. you saying about normal Christian artists? <laughs> I'm missing... saying they're out there and they're missing out on the money. <laughs> I see Miss, how it is. Miss Mimi, your Sunday school just got called the fuck out. Yeah, wait till you attend. <laughs> but I'd have um, to go about six hours north, man. I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> That's valid. So, um... There is um, some more terminology that is thrown around in ACE circles that I wanted to ask about um, on behalf of the listeners. Uh, but what is uh, gray ACE or gray sexuality? The gray ACE is... So there's, there's actually like a bunch of romantic identities that fall under the ACE. There's like the aromantic, there's the demi-romantic, there's the gray romantic... I think that what you're asking out more falls towards the gray romantic, where um, you can experience romantic attraction, but I think it falls kind of like semi more towards the demi, but doesn't need to have that like deep emotional bond. Mm hmm. But pretty much it's under certain circumstances, someone can consider themselves gray. Okay, cool. Very cool. Uh, that is something that I've not had a ton of clarity on, so that is very helpful, and I want to thank you for all the insights that you're offering right now. Um, also, like, if anybody in the chat, feel free to call me out if I'm, like, giving wrong definitions. I'm slightly a shut-in. My definition might be slightly old compared to what might, I don't know, be on Wikipedia or the up-to-date LBGT resources that are out there the i know there's like a million and three the only call out post in the chat is about us saying the fuck word in sunday school <laughs> mm -hmm. but <laughs> miss mimi's taking notes she's got a tally chart mm -hmm. mm. all right and then if the chat also wants to ask questions uh i just have one more and if the chat wants to chime in with some stuff after uh, my last questions, by all means. Uh, so my last one that I have written down here is uh, going back a little bit. But there are 
many voices in the LGBTQ community that say that ace arrow identified people are not oppressed. And why is this statement so false? I mean, have you been on Twitter? <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my God, have I? Pretty much anytime anyone ace seems to come onto the scene, at least from my perspective, from what I've seen, they seem to get ignored or pushed to the side in compared to, you know, the LBGT mm -hmm. of the acronym. Right. I mean, yeah, those are the first four starting, but it's expanded to that QIA plus. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are still focusing on the LBGT and everything else is seen as kind of a aside. Mm hmm. And there's lots of people that write off all of the letters that ex exist within the plus as like, oh, those are Neo identities. We don't talk about those. Those are sparkly Tumblr identities. And it's just like as problematic as that is. Uh, it's like the what things. What does it do to identify as they, them or using Neo pronouns of any kind? It's. It has the same amount of impact on your life as it does the fact that I'm wearing a yellow t-shirt. Exactly. Or the oh, fact that I'm not wearing a t-shirt at all. This is a uh, t-shirt only zone uh, canceled. <laughs> but for real, it's... Um, and, and that's something that I've had, you know, a lot of struggles with is the fact that... And I'm not sure if the term neo-pronoun... I'm not sure if that's like a yucky term or not or if that is the actual term And I because I need to do my research on that. But the, it's just, it, it, it doesn't... I've heard of anything it, outside of he, him, she, her, they, them is mm -hmm. pretty much considered a neo-pronoun as it's outside of the quote-unquote normal. So mm -hmm. pretty much anything that's not the initial three that people go to, it's a neo uh, Daddy just chimed in. He just sent me a Telegram message. He says, pronouns are just pronouns. And I could not have said that better myself, TBH, because he and I, we have friends that go by um, AM. We have a friend that goes by Zay, Zem, Zer. And it's yep. just like, pronouns are just pronouns. How someone, the pronouns that someone chooses to identify with has not a huge bearing on my quality of life. And it's like, you know, Friends, it's just one of those. If you can't remember their pronouns, just call them by their name. Exactly. That's one thing. Or even better, if you're still learning their pronouns, use their name. Or ask. As a trans yeah, person, I... Us... Yeah, most I'm of sorry, us don't mind having, having somebody ask if you're not sure. Yeah, like, I love when people ask me, hey, what are your pronouns? Because it shows, like, a level of care. And, like, interest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. I'm sorry. I got a little bit excited. and kind of drove us off course a little bit. Um, another thing is uh, not LGBTQ community specific, but in the kink community, as we know, there are people who are ace era identified that exist within the kink community. And that is entirely valid. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the kink community that are really fucking shitty about it. And 
this is something that I also want to throw into the show. Like, if you are an ace hetero person within the kink community, you are 100% valid and are allowed to be here. And fuck anyone that says otherwise. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. So I don't, I don't want to give away locations in case it's, like, a negative thing against them. But I did, I've personally been to a FetLife party here on the East Coast. And there was not a single instance that I felt unwelcome at the New Year's FetLife party. Oh, that's awesome. The only people that made me feel uncomfortable was my ex. Oh, I mean, yep, that'll do it. That'll for sure do it. But that's good that you felt like welcomed in the space because even at our home dungeon, we've we've seen and heard of some instances where people were not being treated correctly. And it's just like, it is 2020. How, how do we not have this like down, especially in a dungeon community? Like, th- come on. Yeah, I figured there'd be, I don't know, for some reason I had the preconceived notion when I went to the Svet Life party that, like, there'd be some kind of interaction required or, like, people might be hanging around just watching what you're doing and, like, at no point did I feel under scrutiny for not participating in anything other than the super cute guy wearing a puppy mask, uh, he had a leather puppy mask and light up tail, who came over for pets. Oh my god, that's wholesome. And like, he totally made my night. Aww. That's actually really fucking cute. Uh, Jamie from the chat has, uh, has a silly question and a legit question. The silly question is, how many soap gummies does that... Hold on. I'm not how sure what that's... How many times have said fuck? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, a lot. That's probably three with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the... Uh, her. Her legit question is, what difference, What differentiates Demi and Grey Ace? So, Demi and Grey Ace both fall very, very similarly, and people can identify as both either or, or might not even identify as either or. Um, Demi tends to be the end where you feel a romantic attraction towards someone but only after forming a deep emotional bond, a.k.a. pretty much anyone who falls into the demi-romantic end of the LBGT spectrum. Um, Gray romantic, it's that certain circumstances, maybe it might be, oh, this person is into vor, and they're showing me vor art, and that's how I've made my connection and I'm okay with romantic attraction, like with that person because of a specific instance. Okay. That makes sense. I've always struggled to find a good definition for that. And I feel like that was really, really succinct and really good. So thank you so much uh, for sharing that. Uh, I have a question to ask. uh, What's up? So we have, so many different iterations of um, the LGBTQ plus verbiage. It, you know, I've seen it LGBTQ to us uh, IPA. I've seen LGBTQQ IPA. Like I've seen 
a whole number of them. And mm-hmm. one of the prevailing... So when I used to work at the university, we taught a Queer 101 and a Safer Spaces presentation. And while I was working there, one of the things that was brought up to us and one of the things that we taught was one of the prevailing theories and um, reasonings behind the use of the term queer for the entire community and just saying the queer community in general is specifically for the goal of being inclusive because the, the problem that you run with making acronym longer and longer and longer and longer and longer and longer is one, Someone you get an acronym that's like 15 you know letters long, but 22. also somebody always... But then somebody always feels left out. Like you can't possibly get them all in there because you're going to be sitting there and it'll be 15 years before you're done telling the acronym before you can get on with the rest of the conversation. (laughs) So like, so like one of the prevailing theories is that using the term queer um, in the right context, of course, um, because context is everything, but using the word queer as an umbrella term is actually more inclusive. And I was wondering what your take on that was from the viewpoint of asexuality. Oh, that's good. That's a good question. I'm 200% okay with queer. There was, so I've been through this. There was the massive Tumblr social justice warriors saga. Like I want to say, from 2009 until at least like 2014 2015 where people got offended by the term queer because they decided that oh people are using this against us but it wasn't theirs to use against us to begin with so i feel we never really lost it now i'm i'm 200% not invalidating anybody who feels offended by the term queer I personally have no issues with that term, especially considering, like you mentioned, the acronym could just go on forever and ever. You get into the neo-pronouns and, like, this and that and beyond, and, like, all the different aspects of each of the pronouns. Like, you, you run out of breath after a while. Mm-hmm. 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 Cool. And that's a, uh, that's a really good point that I'm happy you brought up, because... Um, in the older generations of the LGBTQ plus community, I'm not, I'm specifically not saying queer in this instance, uh, the, in, um, in the older generations, that is where you find a lot of people that do not prefer, uh, the term queer because during their youth, during their prime, during their upbringing, that term was in vogue to oppress LGBTQ plus people, whereas um, our generation and the Zoomer generation and Gen X are a lot more lenient and also very accepting and embracing of the term queer. So like Mimi said, it is almost entirely context dependent. And it also takes its toll, too. And like things change over time, like um, it used to be the GLBT common place. And then now it's LGBT. So it kind of goes with the uh, there's really awful ways to put this. And then there's like more politically correct ways to put this. It's basically like it's it it kind of fluctuate. The, the queer community fluctuates a lot with like who's 
at the forefront of everything. And then a lot of uh, a lot of visibility comes out of that, which is good. So it just kind of fluctuates a little bit more. I don't I don't think that's a shitty thing to say. I think that's absolutely correct. No, there, that's why I just mean there are shitty ways for me to say it. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's like for a long time. That's why um, white straight. Oh, sorry. White cis gay men. Sorry, <laughs> literally not straight. I, I fucked that up. White cis gay men were at the absolute forefront of the community for so long and were like yep. the number one, like on everything. When you, when the media talked about queer people, it was cis gay men. And then uh, in 2015, the United States got marriage equality. And in the United States, the the shift almost immediately was planted firmly on trans people because it was a matter of it was like, OK, the gay guys got their rights. Now we focus on the trans people. And now the when people when the media talks about like when the news runs a story on uh, the queer community, it's almost always specifically a trans woman. And that is that has been a very common criticism, like we do not see a lot of representation of non-binary people and trans masculine people, just a lot of trans feminine people. And as a trans femme person, I really don't like that because um, not only am I dating a trans man and I love trans men quite a lot, but also when, whenever one identity is put under the, put under the microscope on the Petri dish, that's where all the hate gets focused and directed into that one <laughs> identity and god it is it is it's so whatever frustrating. the latest hot topic is exactly the yep. opinion of the masses exactly like things are not problems until they are made problems by the dominant culture in control of everything and that is like that is one thing. And one thing uh, daddy and I were talking about before the show started is um, ace arrow people are treated like shit by other queer people. But what's worse is that uh, cishet people largely don't know that asexuality is a thing. And we were trying to decide like which one is worse, like active oppression or passive oppression of just like not knowing. And it's just like it, it, both of them really, really suck. And both you know, of them that, suck, but personal opinion, I'd rather the willful negligence. That way, it's the way I look at it, it's a learning experience. I can teach someone something about me that they might not have known. That's valid, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, does the chat have any other questions for Cryptid um, about asexuality or any questions for them? Uh, in general, before we move on. I'm not seeing anyone okay. typing, so I'm going to take that as a new. But cricket thank you noises. so... Cricket noises, yeah. Thank you so much for answering our questions uh, and for coming on the show. We're not done yet because we've got all the Dear Jazzy questions to address, but thank you so much for letting us pick your brain about uh, asexuality. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Like I said... I can't speak for everyone, Ace, and like I said, my definition might be slightly outdated. I 
don't actively go to said Wikipedia pages to look up how it's changed every other month. <laughs> I pretty much, like the TLDR, if you're ace, you're sex repulsed. Valid. Okay. Uh, Miss Mimi, did you have anything to add? No. I think I'm okay. I think I'm good. Uh, all right. Well, um, before we switch segments then, do you know what I'm going to remember to talk about this week? I mean, there's a first for everything, but it's Camp Buddy. It's Camp Buddy. You're absolutely right. Uh, Camp Buddy is a boys love visual novel with branching pathways, full voice acting, over 300 uh, unique illustrations, awesome gameplay, and on top of it all, it's an erotic visual novel. And what's even better is that you can support the show by checking it out on at oddswithgod.com slash camp buddy. That's where you can check out the demo for Mac or PC. Uh, look at the game info, purchase the game, which kicks a little bit back to us. So thank you so much to BLX Games for that. So yeah, please check out Camp Buddy. Miss Mimi, what is the first Dear Jazzy question? This is Dear Jazzy and Miss Mimi. Has there been something kink related you thought you'd really be into when you heard about it? But in execution, you just didn't vibe. Love a wild I dragon agree. loose in the server. Pronouns, they, them. I wonder who that could be. Hmm. I think we may have them as a guest on our show. But I, think hmm. I can this answer this one right off the bat. Yes, please go ahead. Vacuum ceiling was way different than I thought it was going to be. I think you've talked Way about this on the show before. Yeah, I did. Go off. It it was just it 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 wasn't bad. Like, would I do it again? Yeah, may like maybe probably not. Like, I was keen to try it, um, but it was just I don't know. I I guess I was expecting something slightly different, but I don't know. It just felt really like. I don't know really how to explain it. I didn't like the feeling of, uh, and maybe it was just maybe the specific vacuum bag that we use, like the, the setup, but the, um, the way the latex and that kind of molds to your skin, um, I don't find very pleasant because I'm a bigger person and I get more moisture on my skin. Mm -hmm. So like it kind of doesn't feel like secure it kind of slips a little bit okay so the whole the whole thing just was kind of like it wasn't a horrible experience but it wasn't something that i would like actively go out of my way to do again mm -hmm. so thankfully most of the things i have tried i've really vibed with i haven't really tried anything that i like very explicitly did not like oh except for one of them I actually am not a huge fan of paddles. They are, they're just a lot for me to handle, which I know is, is wild, especially for patrons who have seen uh, one of the reward videos of me just getting my ass chopped in half. But it's <coughs> like, it's like, 
you know, I, I vastly prefer daddy's hand. I feel like I've talked about this on the show before, or like, I, I almost have to, I almost have to be padded in order to take a paddle because it's just like so intense and so weighty and everything. When it comes to impact play, I vastly prefer floggers. So that is going to be my answer. Paddles are also German restaurants. <laughs> paddles are actually yes. like fairly dangerous in the wrong hands if the person doesn't know what they're doing. Absolutely. They're basically well, wooden swords. I mean, just more than anything else, you know, like um, because of their rigidity and if you're using them specifically for like because floggers, whips and things that have more flexibility, you don't just use them on your butt. But I'm not you're not going to take a paddle and then beat somebody on the back with it like it doesn't work that way. Paddles are very like one singular minded um Mm -hmm. now you can have a lot of fun with it like i can i can have somebody serve drinks on a paddle then once the drinks are served give me the paddle and i can go to town but that's a different story um the the thing about paddles is because of their rigidity if you happen to miss or misplace a strike it's there are a lot of danger zones especially given that you're hype you know around the tailbone you can do some damage and we don't want to do that I just want you to know that your comment about serving drinks off a paddle got a uh, queen in the chat a little bit steamed in a good, good. way. Oh, good. <laughs> good. It's even better when I get the, like one of the paddles that actually has holes in it. So like the drinks in the glasses sit perfectly in the holes. And so what I do is I have, I have her dressed up all nice and pretty, right? This, whoever's serving these drinks and she right. goes around with this pat, this paddle full of drinks and, she does her thing. Maybe a nice maid outfit. That'd be nice. And oh, then hot. she serves all these drinks. And then, <clears throat> you know, the realization that as more holes appear, those holes are now going to appear on her ass. Ooh. Okay. You know, we have uh, <laughs> <laughs> Queen in the check come in with those gifs. Um, you know, Daddy and I have often talked hey, about queen. like. Check out the Hofbrau house. <laughs> I I've watched uh ABTLs get paddled at the Hofbrau house and the sound of those fucking paddles connecting with their butts is so rapturously loud and it, it it is hilarious. Yes it is. It's so funny. Almost as loud as like hitting a fursuiter. Yup. So funny. There's there's videos of fursuiters at Hofbrau house getting paddled after they have their drinks. If you want to Google that. I've actually shown those to my dad because he is German and really enjoys the Hofbrau house. So it's just like, hey, dad, check out the people I hung out with that (laughs) when I went to Midwest Fur Fest. And he's like, hey, oh, that's funny. Hofbrau house. Hofbrau house. Okay. Are we ready to move on to the next question? And then, uh, Cryptid, feel free to chime into any of the questions. You are under no obligation to answer any of them, but you are more than welcome to hop into any of them if you wish. Sure thing. Awesome. All right. Shall we move on? I'll give my two cents when it's not wanted. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Skywalker, pronouns he, him. Dear Jazzy Bean Pants, 
and Miss Mimi Mabel Mama. Assuming the apocalypse goes the way of goes more the way of Mad Max and and less the, the way, way of The Walking Dead, what kinks, tools, slash items are now in your wardrobe for raiding guzzoline and or spice? Hmm. I win. <laughs> <laughs> Did hmm. I mention that I make whips? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, you are like armed to the teeth, ready for the Mad Max apocalypse. Yeah, it it wouldn't even <clears throat> matter. Like I make this joke all the time. Like if somebody breaks into my house and they have a gun, what do they like? It's you know a gun anyway. But if if somebody breaks into my house, we have so many weapons in this house. What are they going to do? <laughs> Literally between. Between the like four different whips that I've got a signal whip, I've got a snake whip, I've got a, a bull whip somewhere, I've got a stock whip, which is nasty. Like that thing pops so loud you'll like ring your ears if you pop it too close to your head. Um, like it's nasty. Uh, like no, I would have whips. Hundred percent, one whip per hand is GG. It's over. GG. Your dual wielding whips. Game over. I'm working on a trick. I'm working on the invisible man trick with the whips, which is really hard and really freaking cool. It's you're doing your, your performance thing and you kick off your shoes and you take a few steps back and using your whips, you make your, your shoes walk forward. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Oh, that sounds neat. That sounds really fucking neat. <clears throat> so my kink tool slash weapon in the apocalypse would either you know what? I, I was about to say some sort of like fire situation, but then I remembered that knives and daggers are a thing and they're really, really, really goddamn hot. So that's what I'm going to go with. Take nice so, play. Exactly. Yeah. I'm all about that. Not going to lie. Yeah. I totally second you there. I've got some ancient anime kunai laying around. Nice, nice. Uh, Skywalker says tie a knife to the end of a whip. Oh my god, that sounds like pure chaos. Man, you don't even need to do that. That... (sighs) No. (laughs) Actually, I did make I did make a flogger where I I tied knots to the end of it. Why? How much did you hate your victim? Mm, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Uh, what right. is the next question? I don't understand the relevance of this question, but this is from Doug Dimadome. Lost my kids in the dung. Doug Dimadivorce. <laughs> she, her. Dear Jazzy, were you late for this show? No. Next question, please. Alright, so this is... I love this question. This is from Queen and otherwise known as Soup. Soup. She's super cute because she asks good questions. Otherwise known as Egg Squad Gang Leader. Egg titties. Egg titties. What are some budget-friendly ways to build my bab arsenal? Onesies and diapers are so expensive and I have plenty of plushies, though. Well... Let me I was going to you. say, you're probably an expert on this, so I'm just going to let you go off. Let me tell you a story. 
First, there are so many diapers on the market right now that straight up, you can get some really good ones for like really good, good prices. It's true. I did. Now, I don't know what I don't know the conversion for America. The person to talk about is actually uh, talk to Ruka for diaper prices. But in Canada. Yes. Ruka is a queen when it comes to padding. The best padding or my research is a little bit old because there's some new ones that have come out that I haven't priced around yet. But last time I did the math, the best bang for your buck in Canada, at least, was actually the ABU Bear Bums. They were the best price for what you get. Um, That said, uh, onesies are very expensive. Isn't it great that you know somebody like me who sews? Oh, my God. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, That aside, you know, you can... It's all about what you want to do with it, right? So, like, they're... Like, take bottles, for example. You can go and buy... A five dollar, um, what the hell are they called? The like super unbreakable plastic ones. Um, anyway, it's like a refillable water bottle, but they have a specific kind of top, and it has a loop on it with like a um, plastic knob that goes in the top, and it's just kind of like a button. Anyway, you can pop that out, and legit, I kid you not, a knuck. 24 month nipple will fit in that so you sand down the the inside just to make it smooth and then you got a new bottle and that bottle is like 750 mils minimum nice you can go through the the like the the dials like all it it's all about what you make it right you know you can go to kids store sales you can go to garage sales Hell, I got the coolest the coolest toy that I had for the daycare. Um, it's it's just um, like a block, like um, it looks kind of like a bridge, and then you slide a xylophone into the bottom of it, and then on top mm-hmm. are three wooden balls. And the whole game of this toy is you take the little wooden hammer and you hit the ball through, and then it goes. Mm-hmm. And then it falls out the end. <laughs> and if you really wanted to, you just Take the, the xylophone out and you can play with the xylophone. If you're looking for things like comfort items, you know, you can get blankets, you can get, you know, you can get stuffies. You can, these are not always very expensive things. Um, and then think like uh, if you want like sleepers and that, man, the, the best, uh, the second hand store is your best friend. People get Literally. rid of one onesies sleepers all the goddamn time. The one like next to my house, I walk through there and they have a whole like a whole rack just of like one piece pajamas. And like you can get all kinds of different things. And um, it's really just what you make of it. Right. So, you know, you can I still think one of the best buys I have ever had. Uh, I ended up gifting it to somebody because I couldn't bring it with me. I need to get another one, but it's a nightlight, but it's the best oh. nightlight. So oh. um, I love we actually, when I worked in uh, back at my old town, I worked with kids with disabilities um, in a music school. 
So we taught music to kids, you know, who had severe mental health issues or um, some of them were like quadriplegic and paraplegic. Like we did a lot of work with kids with disabilities. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that they did, because it was kids, I think they were max like maybe seven or eight. Um, Well, they had a, a, a calm down time. And mm-hmm. we had this nightlight and it is the best thing ever. So you can't, so, you know, when you're like, you're swimming, right. And you go sure. underwater and then you look up at the, like the surface of the water and the sun and you see all like the little waves and the color differences and how the light shines through and all that. So yeah. picture that, but it's coming from, so the nightlight itself is a turtle. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this. It yes. Puts that image on the ceiling with light and it plays just a little like a little music in there and you can set that to a timer you can set now some of the ones you can get are just lights with stars on it but i personally like the water one and like it is the best thing i have ever seen and you know what like you can you can play that off as any any way you want like if you want to avoid people asking questions man people sleep with like beach noises white noise like so the music is soothing and the visuals help you relax your mind right like you can kind of feel relaxed and calm through that the other thing um that i i think was really cool that i also stole from the idea from (laughs) working with kids was um eye pillows Mm. uh and they're the the oh they're so good they're like little bean bags but they're filled with um, uh, oatmeal, and what you do is you just kind of like lay down and just and and kind of get into a comfy position, and then you lay these these little like oatmeal bags, and they have to be in like fabric but anyway so you lay them on your eyes and because of the way they're made they they're always kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So you get this nice cool breeze over your face from the oatmeal. It's just it's. It's like a slice of heaven. And so like you, you like mix that into little space when you're okay, sweetie, it's nap time. Let's get your eye pillows and get some music and you can go and get your stuffy and snuggle up and we'll get you all comfy. Like all these like things that you can do, right? It's just, there's so many options of it's, it's basically just taking anything you want and giving it that little context and that little spin. Uh, Pilot, you had a really good thing that you put in the chat that I feel would be good to add as well. Oh, yeah. I noticed that the uh, the local Justice for Girls, a.k.a. previously Limited 2 forever and a million years ago. Um, oh, wow. I a, feel like, I feel old now. Younger girl, like <laughs> 6 to 12 year old ish. Um, they're actually working on closing half of their open stores. Um, so a lot of their stuff is probably going to be going on clearance so they can close out the open stores because they're moving to primarily online. So you guys might be able to find some discount, I don't know, really cute hair bows. They had scrunchies, plushies. There you go. They have a lot of stuff. With the link. They have a lot of stuff that is like adjacent to the Jojo Siwa aesthetic, which yes. is really hype for... For a lot of littles, actually. There you go. Yeah. One more thing that I want to throw into the ring on this question is uh, that's a lot of like the toys and the apparel. If you're looking for like discount padding, 
Uh, they sell M4s on Amazon for, God, like 15, 20 bucks a pack last time I checked, which is almost half what a bag of Taika Bulls or Rears or ABU will run you. So definitely keep your eyes open for that. And if you're really lucky, you're really lucky, you can um, talk to some folks that might be able to make some really cute diaper covers or who happen to know how to make custom prints. At Miss Mimi. Yeah, that's actually a, a dumb question for you guys, but what about hitting up yard sales and just boiling whatever you find, if it's like binkies or uh, like bottles and whatnot? You can usually find kids stuff like super cheap. You don't I... find a ton of passes at yard sales, but stuff like bottles you do sometimes. I would stay away from bottles personally. Mm-hmm. Um, things that, you know, bottles and that <clears throat> I would probably stay away from just because of like, and I know you can boil them and clean them, but I just, because a lot of like, it'd be, it's one thing if they're plastic and like, if it's, but, uh, or glass, sorry, but like plastic degrades a lot, especially like, I just be very, very careful with the mm-hmm. plastic ones. Some of the best bottles you can get, the Rears ones are really good if you want, like, a legit they bottle. They are. But They're if you really want to go and get, like, a budget bottle, Dollar look, store. For, look for the bottles that have the... They're hollow. So it's just, like, a, a hollow cylinder, and they have reusable bags that go in them. Look for those, because they're five billion times easier to clean. They'll keep longer and worst case scenario you have to replace a couple bags you can get a package of the bags for like five dollars um huh. they're really really good yeah Walker brought up a really good thing about the, the thrift stores along the same lines of yard sales because like my mind when i think of like you know passies binkies uh or like bottles and whatnot for some reason, my mind goes to, like, silicone, and I know that that's not what those are. It's just, like, cheap rubber. It mm-hmm. is silicone, actually. Hello? I, I like silicone teething jewelry. It's so good. But uh, a lot of stuff used to be latex. I'm not a huge fan of latex. There are older members of the community that feel nostalgia towards that. I am all about my silicone stuff personally, but yeah, no, other than that, you, Yay, you're like absolutely allergy. on the money. Right, right, right. Especially because latex allergy is something that is, uh, not unheard of, but definitely like, not like super prevalent, but it's like a thing. I'm just so having, say, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, that was it. No, you were in the middle of saying something. Oh, no, I wasn't. I promise I wasn't. Ow. Mm. Are, you, are you okay? Yeah, I kicked the desk. Um, oh. <laughs> though some people may delight in this sensation, silicone passes, are, it feels like chewing on a balloon. It's, are you talking about latex or silicone? Yeah, no, 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 I'm sorry. Latex passes feels like chewing on a balloon. It's true. 
And it's, it, 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 hmm. yeah, no, it's, mm-mm. I'm so not it's a like huge something fan. Something you have to grow up on and like be used to. That doesn't sound pleasant, IMO. Yeah, no, it has a very specific taste and smell, yep. and and it when it gets old, it turns just brown. Like it goes from like like semi-transparent just opaque brown and it's like gross i'm not putting that anywhere close to my mouth it it also doesn't clean as well as silicone but it it doesn't do any do we have any more that we want to add to this question uh i think we knocked that one out of the ding dang park all right so this question is from princess sarah Pronouns she, her. Dear Jazzy and Miss Mimi. Recently, I've felt conflicted as Little Side and Caregiver are both wanting to come out. I have friends who like to make me little and blushy and friends who I like to baby. Do you have any recommendations on how to fix this? Uh, don't... Go ahead. Well, here's here's my thing. Is it something that truly needs fixed? Because switches are 100% valid in our community. And you can totally play both roles for different people, for the same person, for anything. The only thing where uh, the only reason where I can see this causing some like legitimate frustration is if you really want to be one or the other in a particular moment. You know what I mean? Set your boundaries. Assert yourself where you want to be. Um, and the only thing I can offer as advice is just be careful. Mm-hmm. Um about who you submit to and who you dominate and everything. Be careful. Consent is important. Know your Consent boundaries. Consent is important. Know what you're okay with and what you're not. But also, if you have um, the possibility of being like forcibly dropped into little space, that's no bueno. Be, Unless like, you consented you, to it. Right. But like, hear me out. Say you are comfortable and consenting being little with person A, but then you like to little and look after person B. So when I say set your boundaries, if you're going to do things like in multiple spaces with multiple people, set your boundaries with them because... The last thing you want is to be littling and looking after person B and then have person A do what the hell ever and then have that plummet you into little space where then you can't properly look after person B. Right. The the main thing that I, I feel doesn't always get talked about enough is that if you're switching and you're looking after somebody... Always remember the responsibility you have to that person while you're looking after them. Four thousand percent. 
that's that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. No, perfect. I don't think I could add anything to that. Cryptid, you got anything? No, not really. Awesome. I think think Miss Mimi really covered all the bases there. Yeah, that's why she keeps me. It's true. I mean, the only other thing I could think of is if you're really worried about having two conflicting sides, what about if, if at all humanly possible, what about having those individuals at the dungeon with you and having like a third party that you can have watch over your shoulder. Yeah. Having a spotter is absolutely a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. I've totally seen When in uh, doubt, bring a friend. When in doubt, bring a friend. Absolutely. I like that. Shall we do the next question? This is from Cryptid with a cat in their lap. Do you have a cat in your lap? I do not. She has vacated the premises. I feel like I've been deceived. (laughs) She was at the time when I was writing the question. She spends all day in my lap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Ashley in the chat just said, no, Mimi, stop. You're trying to lift too many babs at once. You'll throw out your back. (laughs) <laughs> She's being your spotter. Oof. Oof. There's no such trouble. thing as too many babs at once. I have two hips and shoulders. I got this. <laughs> what? It's possible. I can do it. <laughs> I have. Incidentally, I have done it. Four littles two. at once. Two. No. Um, one on each hip and one on my shoulders. Holy shit. I, I don't think I could probably do it today. I'm significantly not as strong as I used to be, but that can be fixed. But that can be fixed. Okay, okay but guys, you're both pretty open about anything asked here, and I see some pretty heavy topics come up. So would either of you be willing to share a happy story about either joining the furry or the ABDL community? They read, they read the question right out from under. They stole my job. Pistol, yes. Uh, do you want to go first on that one? Happy stories. Oh my goodness, I've been in this community way too long. There's too many. There's, it's been chaos. <laughs> uh, happy stories, happy stories, happy stories. Actually, you know what? One of the happiest and the sweetest stories, I think. So when I was in university, um, and I was with my uh, now ex and we're still very 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 good friends they are a super sweet person at the you know it was it wasn't it wasn't gonna work out but like we are we're very very good friends still um and i still see them from time to time when i go to the the littles playhouse um yeah they've got their own little poly family now it's really cute they're super they're lovely um, but, oh man, it was such a nice little memory. Cause like when I was, um, in university, when we first started dating, they, oh man. so the drive between us at the time was about five and a half hours. Oh, but nice. they wanted to surprise and they took a bus and unfortunately the bus had a transfer 
and no. the timings were really really not great they they took a 12 hour bus ride to come and spend a four day weekend with me and when it, the the significance of that weekend was they came down on the friday uh, or the thursday so they could be there the friday because I was doing a performance recital on Friday and they wanted to come see it. Oh, so like I got to do the um, mommy's going to get you ready. And I got to do oh. like getting all dressed up and like sitting them in a safe place while I got myself ready. And then we went to the recital and I, did the singing thing and it it was just it was such a cool memory and uh it was the same weekend as the the play date in that i organized in the city with the other group members um well, i helped organize anyway but so we got to go to the play date we got to do the recital we it was just such a nice little weekend you know it was just it's, so it's one of those really wholesome memories that i have so that is That's a happy a story my heart is literally so melting. Cute. That is so Aww. cute. I do cute things with cute girls. It's true. Uh, so that mine. picture is 100% me, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so um, my memory, because a lot of my early memories of uh, ABZL and furry are from 2009 and are also not great. Um, so I'm going to do a bit more of a recent one, but still just a memory that was very, uh, very instrumental and very like precious to me. And also just very like life changing. Cause it kicked off a lot of things that would eventually become like extremely positive changes in my life. Um, at Midwest Fur Fest, 2018 is where um, I met up with Nif, Ruka, and Tonki uh, in person for the first time. And um, we hung out almost the whole convention, and it was amazing. At the time, I was still uh, seeing my ex, who, uh, who I brought with me, and we were not on best of terms so i was just trying to get out of the room <laughs> and away as much as possible and rook and Tonki were just like come hang out with us and it's just like i will happily do so so we went to um we went to an arcade together we went out and got pizza get together we um we went to the taika bowl store which for those not in the know uh taika bowls has a storefront in the Chicagoland area where the whole thing is themed around forced perspective. So the, the molding along the floor, instead of like a couple inches, like normally it's like a foot or two feet. And there's like a massive crib, uh, crypto. If you remember seeing the stand in the adult dealer stand last year at MFF, I that, do. that was, that was the dealer with the big Lego block fort. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like browsing through so I kind of passed through it and I was like, this looks like so much fun. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, so we got to go to their store and that was a lot of fun. And uh, 
just lots of like uppies, lots of just very like soft chill time. And I met my absolute best friends in the world. And it was it was great. And it's just such like a fond, like precious memory to me. And like we still tell stories of that and everything. And yeah, no, that's what I'm going to go with. That is like an extremely formative, important memory to me. And I will always cherish that. Almost as much as when um, we were hanging out at Midwest Fur Fest last year, 2019. We were uh, hanging out in our room. It was me, Z, and then a pilot here. And then uh, I remember we were talking about, um, it was one of the last nights, and we were just having a conversation about, like, ABDL and age play. And it was just such, like, a candid and vulnerable conversation. It was just really precious. And then I'm not sure if you remember, but at one point you fixed the straps on my short alls and it just like, boom, just immediately just dropped me into into like small space. And it was really like precious, but also kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it's just like, oh, shit. Oh, no. It was really but not going to lie. I didn't even think about that. I remember exactly what you're talking about. I do that kind of shit for my little sister who's 21. Uh, she's gonna be turning 22. I do that kind of shit for her all the time. If her tag's sticking out, if she's put her shirt on backwards, be like, "Hey, hey, sport, your your shirt's on backwards. Do you need some help?" <laughs> hey, kiddo, I see what you're trying to do there. But yeah, no, that was that was a very fresh interaction. That was very very nice. So remind me uh, when it becomes a thing. Uh, when the borders open, I, I, every time you talk about um, uh, that story and when you go out to different places, it always makes me think of one place that I have been just dying to do a Littles field trip. And where's that? And I, I want to take a bunch of Littles to the Ottawa Science and Technology Museum. <gasps> yes! Oh my god, I want to go there. But like, look at some of the things that you can do in this museum, right? Like, it is the most just seriously like intense. Yo. Oh my um, god, this the crazy kitchen. Rad. The crazy kitchen is like an off kilter. Like, it's an old school kitchen, but it's super off kilter, so you can't ever catch your balance. Now imagine bringing babs that are like you know, Babs. Wow. <laughs> Just at me next time. You can um, add like, me and my balance issues. <laughs> but like, this is what the there's outside... There's a train! This oh my is god, what there's the, a train! I'm sorry, This is what I, the outside of the museum looks like. It's like the coolest museum. Oh, that's so cool. So, uh, yeah, I want to do a field trip to the, the, the Science and Tech Museum. Yes, please. So yes, please. You're going yeah. to have to do a field trip for almost the entire server. I hope gonna, you realize. I'm going to have to do like Miss Mimi's Sunday school camp extravaganza daycare B and B. I'm telling Hello. you, your kinky B and B would be just paper. If, if anyone else is on the East Coast, I would not be amiss to having a port discovery. <gasps> trip there yes 
Port Discovery at the Inner Harbor, along with the Baltimore Aquarium and the Maryland Science Center, are all within walking distance. Nice. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. We have a. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I remember when I got to go, um, I did a little space trip to the Chicago Aquarium with Nif and Ruka, and that was amazing. And then when I went up to visit uh, the Starlings, uh, Liv took me, Sophie, and Chloe out to the Chicago Zoo, and that that was just amazing. I love going to museums and places of learning while feeling small. It, it's It's the best. There's some pretty good places, like... There's some pretty cool places. Oh my god, yes, Port Discovery is so cool. Port uh, Discovery is... was actually part of my like growing up. Like I said, I'm I'm East Coast for two hundred percent sure. I grew up in Maryland in Baltimore pretty much. Mm-hmm. So like if you need to know anything Baltimore, feel free to at me, like whenever, whatever, because Otakon happened there every year, and I was a regular attendee, and I know where all the best eateries are. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I know everywhere that has chicken nuggies. Chicken nuggies! The other one I gotta do is a field trip to the adult playground, the adult, like, jungle gym playground in Toronto. Yes. Oh, that sounds like fun. Let me see if I can find it. I love adult playgrounds. But while like, um, Mimi is digging, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to share a memory, even though it was my question. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. Go for it. So I've known this guy online since at least, you know, 2011, 2012. Uh, he happens to go by Xenophrenic or uh, Xenophilion nowadays. And he went through some pretty rough stuff and I was a regular commission of him through that time commissioner of him through that time so I kind of saw everything he was going through and it just so happened that he was looking at going to Midwest Fur Fest 2019 and I've been looking so forward to finally going to my first big furry convention because for some reason Nobody really wanted to go to uh, Anthrocon, even though that is here in PA. Mm-hmm. And I met the most amazing bunch of individuals at Midwest Fur Fest and got to give Aww. them all a free hotel room for the whole weekend. And Which, no one you, said anything. And it was just <laughs> like being able to treat everyone. And I got to actually sleep on the bed, which I've I've paid for hotel rooms before and had to sleep on the floor back during my cosplay years. Mm-hmm. The furry community is just so much more open and so much more welcome. Like there's there's this big stigma in the cosplay community about purchasing a cosplay instead of making it yourself. That's so true. That's, that's not there in the furry community. I think most people realize that fur is extremely, ridiculously hard to work with. And anyone who has any kind of inclination to make a fursuit and deal with all the fur and the foam and the patterns and, like, the whole nine yards that comes with that, they are absolute miracle workers. 
It's so true. Like that. I cannot say how true that is. I've been to so many anime conventions in the past 10 years. And like when the general like quotient of toxicity between anime conventions and furry conventions is unreal. It is furry conventions are so much more chill and it's just like, I I think it's really the, the lack of the quote unquote, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's, there's that like cosplay contest for who has the best. And there's like prizes for whoever has the best cosplay that they made or purchased depending on how the judges vote. The only thing you see in furry is the dance competitions, and that's 200% based on skill of the individual, and I don't know how those people do that, not dying dancing in fursuit. Yeah, no, that is some of the most technically impressive stuff I've ever seen. And also, the the room was very much appreciated for... Uh, for MFF. That was awesome of you. And I really want to say thank you once again. Funny story in another server that I've been known to, uh, quote unquote, glitter bomb people. I've gotten <laughs> commissions from previously. I'll send them like 10, 20 bucks. I am the glucose guardian of the light flight discord. Nice. Very nice. They were looking for a gender-neutral term because Sugar Daddy didn't fit, and I'm definitely not a cougar. (laughs) So Glucose Guardian being the uh, gender-neutral form of Sugar Daddy. You know, I support this. I like this. Yeah, Midwest Fur Fest 2019 was literally the best weekend in my past 10 years. Oh... Awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad you had such a good time. And I feel like I wasted a lot of it just hanging out with people instead of going to, you know, the panels or seeing what what else there was in Chicago to dig around into. Trust <laughs> I, me. I if, could go if, to the, the Sugar Shack or uh, the, the, the sugar, sugar Factory. Sugar Factory. That's what it was. Yeah, I did yes. go there. That is one of the must stops for uh, Littles passing through Chicago. Just saying uh, the sugar factory and then the Tykable store. Those are like hand in hand, like must goes. So, yeah, we have one more and then we are out of here. Miss Mimi, can you take us away? I can. I can. I can indeed. This is from Ko, the baby dungeon mistress, pronouns she, her. Dear DJ Adventuring Party, do you have any tips for coming up with a one-shot story for a group of littles? Do you go more kid-friendly or keep it on a normal difficulty level? I'm currently thinking about adapting Candyland into a 5e adventure. So, one big thing for me is that in order for me to really enjoy an activity in little space, it has to be engaging to my adult brain, uh, which is why I really enjoy things like the jumpstart computer games or pajama Sam or that sort of thing, or like building with Legos. Cause all those are very like 
engaging activities instead of like instead of things that just like do not utilize my brain. Uh, so I would say, and this is totally like dependent on how your, how your party experiences and prefers their little space experience to be curated and everything. So what I, I think personally, if I were in this, I would prefer it to be at regular difficulty with heavy, uh, theming. And I think you're really onto something with Candyland being a 5e adventure because you could totally do um, a conversion with like Tomb of Annihilation rule set and that could be really cool. But I feel like hitting the the difficulty, like your longsword hits for like 6d20 and then the enemy hits for 1d4 minus 4. Like that sort of situation could get a little bit like dull because the challenge wouldn't be there. But having it like little themed while there still is an engaging challenge, I feel it could be a really like encapsulating experience. And that's my take. I'm not sure I have a take on this one. Really? I. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't play a crazy amount of tabletop games so like i feel like my perspective is a little limited oh mimi how's that warhammer army coming no (laughs) Um, no (laughs) i just you know i feel like my perspective is a little bit limited but when i organize games for littles i want to make them as I don't know, engaging as possible, but I also want to like, I don't want to make them too advanced because I want them to be able to engage comfortably within little space, but I want Mm. them to be, you know, firing those synapses because you're, you're engaging regardless. Yeah, no, that I absolutely vibe with that. That's like the best I got. Awesome. So if you do something with Candyland, would you be willing to report back to us what you're doing or any kind of shenanigans that happen? Because that actually sounds fun as heck. Sounds yes. like a cavity. It sounds like a cavity. Yeah, no, if you could give us like a play by play in the gaming channel when you do this session, that would be awesome because I'm very curious about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for yeah. this. So you could pretty much go with any kind of old computer game as a basis for, like, any kind of D&D. You got Oregon Trail. Um, Can you imagine turning Mousetrap into 5e shenanigans? Oh, my God. What about Minesweeper Adventure? (laughs) Minesweeper 5e. Putt putt goes to the moon. Five E says uh, Jamie in the chat. Oh gosh! Where in the world is Car- Carmen San Diego? That was a good one yes. for kids' games. Is, is Carmen, Carmen San Diego? Oh my god, that would be so so rad! Oh god. Uh, hmm. Now I'm just thinking of all the possibilities. <gasps> Wait. Pause button. Uh, Stop the episode. Lego so Island. Five E. Lego Island 5e. 
And also, uh, Jamie says, Space Cadet Pinball 5E. Bill Nye Science Learning. Yes, absolutely. And also, uh, Bill Nye Stop the Meteor 5E. Oh, oh gosh. The, the possibilities are absolutely endless here. I love this. Pretty much but, you anything, know any nostalgic kind of game for most of the quote-unquote 90s to 2000s kids, you might even be able to get past some of them with just the fact that they're not old enough to know. Uh, for example, let me bring up a, uh, a funny joke I had with a friend when I was playing Apex earlier. Uh, someone didn't get why... Uh, one of the mods had taken a snippet of 69769. Yeah. 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 Stupid old Mimi shit like that. Just, you know, finding some way to incorporate 69420, you know, like stuff that you would immediately think of. Maybe the I feel lyrics like... to, like, an old, uh, Backstreet Boys song could be the the code to get you through the door. <laughs> the entire lyrics to the call by Backstreet Boys is the password. Which I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the call is my favorite Backstreet Boys song. Oh, also Jamie adapting Wizardry to 5e. That is a classy pick. I love me some uh old DOS wizardry. Yes, soup. <laughs> Coming in hot with the Backstreet Boys gif. Right, before we go too far down a rabbit hole, uh, that is all the questions. Uh, Miss Mimi and Cryptid, thank you again so much for joining us, especially the Cryptid. Thank you for letting us pick your brain on everything. Where can people find you and what stuff do you want to plug for us? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GoldPilot with two eyes, because uh, I'm a homestuck trash person. Never Maybe. grew out of it. Uh, that's primarily where I'm at these days. You might be able to find me at Halcyon Pilot on Tumblr. I'm not super, super on there anymore. I'm mostly on Flight Rising, because dragons. dragons. Dragons are cool. Yeah, they are. Uh, I'm also Gold Pilot on there. If anyone wants to friend me, I will send you glitter bombs full of things. Um, and things for, that I'd like to plug. Uh, if you're ever in Pennsylvania, Beauregard's Meadery is owned by a veteran. And they locally source all of their ingredients. They are a super small local distillery. Their stuff is fantastic. <laughs> Small batch. Yeah. I have totally drank an entire bottle of that over the course of this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. I am no stranger to showing up to the podcast not sober. And coincidentally, those are some of the most downloaded episodes. Miss mm -hmm. uh, Mimi, are you okay back there? Mm hmm. I heard some thumping and banging. That's the cat. <laughs> oh no, what is Celeste into? I don't know. She's chasing a I don't even know what she's chasing. I can't I couldn't see it. It's it's zoomy time. It's almost midnight Eastern Standard. It's it's kitty zoom zoom hour. Hmm. 
She's a crazy cat. Where can people find you? Oh, you know, here and there. Mostly Twitter. Sometimes on <laughs> SoundCloud. Should check out at, the SoundCloud at miss uh, soundcloud.com backslash Miss Mimi's Lullabies. I heard they're pretty good. She does commissions yeah. too. And uh, uh, you should surely send her money. I mean, I won't say no to money. I, um, <laughs> the other one is you can find me at twitter.com backslash. B-E-L-L-E-N-A-C-H-T. That's that's the one. You can find me there. Actually, somebody recently just found me there. That oh, was yeah. that was that was a cool experience. Oh, the person that we were interacting with? Yeah, we were talking about like just a video games and then a person was just like, oh, my God, wait, you know, Mimi, I know Mimi. We did this thing. And I'm just like, oh, a woo. <laughs> and now I know who it is. And I'm just like, OK, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. That's cool. So people apparently people know me. I don't know. I just... <laughs> Oh my god, you're famous. Oh my god. Oh my god. I know Miss Mimi. Oh my god, that's so fat. And I've been Jasmine Starshine. Uh, you can find all my stuff on at oddswithgod.com. I have my link tree there. I have a link tree for uh, Mimi there. And um, you can primarily find me on Twitter. I'm super active there. I am at... Uh, I think, is it at Lil Jazzy Baby? I'm sorry, my brain just like stopped working for a hot second. Yes, at Lil Jazzy Baby. Uh, my Instagram is at Lil Princess Jazzy with underscores. Uh, uh, my Patreon is patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine. That's how he, you can support the ongoing production of the show and get some porn of yours truly. You can also support the show by checking out Camp Buddy at, uh, at oddswithgod.com slash Camp Buddy. And also, that's where you can listen to and share the show. Uh, that's all I got. Thank you so much for joining us uh, to the lovely uh, co-host, but also to the audience and for all the great questions. That is all I got. Any closing thoughts? It's really cute when you get so little, you forget your gamer tags and your 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 uh, Twitter tags and everything. Mm, no. Uh... Oh my god. Dear Jesse's at AdultsWithGod.com production. Please visit us online at AdultsWithGod.com. That's all we've got. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Bye-bye now. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I got one last one, but I'm going to say this one out loud. What do you call a fear of giants? Oh, God, what? Fee-fi-phobia. God damn it. <laughs> me, me. Yes? Uh. <laughs> Good Lord. Listen, you're, just lucky it, you're just lucky I didn't put that on the show. I am very lucky.